Yeah. That's uh, the Thanksgiving special of <laughs> Slow Your Roll. It is Monday, November 21st. I am Jesse Caulfield, writer for the Yaki Report. That's Dominic Lorenzano, local broadcaster, everyone's favorite Italian. Uh, and we have, it feels a little jam-packed today. I don't know. I don't I, know maybe we'll get through some of this stuff kind of fast, but it feels like a lot. Maybe we'll get through it fast. I don't know. I think we have one of the better shows on tap here today. Yeah, we're going to talk, obviously, the Patriots and one of the greatest games I've ever seen. <laughs> no, we're going to talk some Rams, some Packers. Mm -hmm. you know, is it time? Is it time? Mm -hmm. Probably time. You know, a little Bruins. There's going to be a little baseball in there. I'm going to let Dom talk about college football for a while as I uh, get some other things in order. <laughs> and we're going to rank some teams. We're going to rank some NFL teams. By the way, this is the hardest I've ever had of a job of ranking teams. Want to know something funny? What? I knew immediately. Oh, not immediately. I just had a cluster of like, well, these are definitely like, I had like seven teams. These are definitely the best teams in the NFL. Mm -hmm. um, and it was kind of hard to pick the five and order them. I, I couldn't. Had a much harder time picking the five worst teams. Wait, really? Yes. I I did that in the f in five seconds. Oh, I did like the first few. The years. best ones are the ones I had a problem. I was like, uh, and, and by the way, I'll even say this: I have a team I left out of my top five who I think roster and talent wise is a top three team. Uh, here's the thing: you're gonna, you might be, you might hate. You might paint mine. I have somebody in there that you're going to be like, really? Do you have? No, I'm not going to make it. Yeah, no, 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 no. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> but anyway. But yeah, that, I mean, that's kind of what we have on tap for you. A lot of football, a little bit of hockey, a little bit of baseball. Mm -hmm. So, Dom, let's kick it off. All right. No, that was funny. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so, I'm going to start today with talking about two underachieving, disappointing teams, both in the AFC West, who faced each other yesterday, the Raiders and the Broncos. And I'm going to tell you why these circumstances and these situations are different and why McDaniels deserves full support and another season in Las Vegas and why Nathaniel Hackett should be gone probably as of 3 o'clock right now, <laughs> today. Um, so here's the difference. McDaniels is an offensive coach. Hackett is an offensive coach. The Raiders' offense is not incompetent. They've lost a lot of one-score games. They've gotten a lot of leads. Um, here's what Hackett is doing in Denver, though. Denver is, well, one, they're a terrible second-half team, and that's coaching. That's adjustments. You go in at half, you make adjustments. They're brutal. They moved the ball decently well in that game in the first half yesterday, and then come second half, they did nothing. They could do nothing. And that's been the story for a lot of the season. Secondly, Denver is averaging 14.7 points per game, dead last in the NFL. Denver also is dead last in penalty yardage by a lot, 686 yards in penalties. That's coaching. Melvin Gordon, there's a fumble issue, as Bill has always said. If there's a fumble issue on a team, that's coaching. And Hackett is an offensive coach, and he can't get his side of the ball right. The only part of this team that is any good is the defense, and it is damn good. But that's Vic Fangio's defense. That's Vic Fangio and last year's team. Hackett has nothing to do with that. Hackett now has given up play-calling duties to Kubiak. Hackett, they had to hire someone to give him game advice. I mean, it's an absolute disaster in Denver, and some guys aren't head coaches. They're just coordinators. And this one looks very quickly like it's just one of those situations. They don't look prepared for games. They were atrocious the week before, even though they were coming off a bye against the Titans. They were awful. They burned through timeouts. 
They don't make good decisions in situational big spots. They seem disorganized a lot when the game is on the line. And here's the flip side. Here's why I'll defend McDaniels. Now, there is an issue here with McDaniels as far as the biggest thing that counts against McDaniels is actually history. The history of what he did in Denver, of course, and then the sort of history now that everyone is coming to realize about the Bill Belichick coaching tree. So I think the ad, this <clears throat> people stock things up against McDaniels ahead of time, especially the minute anything went wrong. And you have to worry about maybe losing the locker room. That is true. But if we want to talk about just the things you can see and tangible stuff you can talk about, the Raiders have six losses in one score games. To have that many losses in one score games, there's a little bit of bad luck involved. I mean, the Vikings lost a ton of one-score games last year. Now they're winning them. There should be some averaging out there. Um, the Raiders, they lost Hunter Renfro early this season, and Darren Waller has been down most of the season and not healthy. That's two of the three big targets on offense. And by the way, here's another thing against Hackett that at least McDaniels does. Does your offensive coach at least make sure that they're getting the ball to the right people? They might not be winning a ton of games. For the most part, Devontae Adams is getting the football and having a good season. They weren't getting Judy the ball enough. They couldn't get the ball to Sutton. Denver's not doing that. McDaniels at least does. Here's the other thing, though. In the Mike Mayock and John Gruden era, do you realize that they whiffed on every single first-round pick except Josh Jacobs? Every single one. They've either been arrested, cut, or there's Farrell, who is still on the team, but massively underachieving and doesn't even play that much. So... This team has no depth. McDaniels came in here. Den the Vegas had already been a bad defense for years, but now they have no depth on offense or defense. So McDaniels gets a lead, but he doesn't have the defense, and he certainly doesn't have the depth on either side of the ball sometimes to hold that lead. I don't know if Josh is going to work, but there's a lot of reasons here that McDaniels, despite them making the playoffs last year, which a lot of that was luck, there's a lot of reasons why McDaniels was walking into a bit more of a mess than people realized, and Hackett took over something that should have been successful right away, and he's crashed it. And you can see the signs of bad coaching. I think there's a lot of excuses and a lot of reasons why McDaniels and the Raiders are where they are right now. McDaniels deserves another year. Hackett, I would fire as soon as possible. Okay. I mean, there are some things like you defend... He gets the ball to Devontae Adams. Like, it's one of the easier wide receivers, I think, to get the ball to compared to at least Sutton and Judy. Good players, great wide receivers. But, like, you know, Devontae Adams is another level. It's a little easier to get the ball to him. But mm -hmm. he couldn't get the ball to Hunter Renfro at all. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's supposed to be McDaniel's bread and butter. True. Uh, he, I will say he has done a great job uh, reviving Josh Jacobs' career. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he's having a career year. I'll give Josh McDaniels that. But, like, you know, we've seen the past couple of years, he's good at creating mm -hmm. a run, mm -hmm. especially those small guys, mm -hmm. for whatever reason. But, like, I... It still... It seems like McDaniels hasn't learned anything from mm -hmm. Denver. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't remember the exact quote you said from Brandon Marshall about... But, like, he doesn't connect. Mm -hmm. He's not the raw-raw guy at all. Mm -hmm. He's so... He's just a nerd. Mm -hmm. Um, and he can think up schemes and call plays as even some of the best. Mm -hmm. But, like, he just can't. He can't get a team together mm -hmm. to compete at the highest level. Mm -hmm. And I get it. Like, 
you know, maybe if you have some coaches around him are better, that, like, that can be better. It's not all on him. And he came into a Vegas Raiders team that is, I mean, has been loosely run oh, for yeah. decades at this point, And now you're in Las Vegas. So I get it. It's a mess. And and that's the other thing, too. McDaniels is the smart, the nerd. the He's not a culture guy. Yeah. So he yeah. came into a place where the culture wasn't great anyway. So, I mean, it wasn't... That, and that's on Vegas maybe for the hire. But I'm just saying that is the reality of the situation. And yeah. you might need to give McDaniels a little more time to whether it's him, whether it's at least some wins and leadership in the locker room, ability to try and get the culture thing right. I guess, but you, you made your quarterback cry <laughs> last week. So. I mean, I think it's more than just McDaniels. I think that's, that, I think that's a built up of, of years of dysfunction, a lot of losing. Seven, well, listen, I'm sure seven different play, seven different playbooks. No, I'm sure that's not that's not actually fair to put on McDaniel's. Yeah, Derek um, yeah. Carr being emotional at the pre- at his press conference, but like, I feel like you're giving McDaniel's a little too much of a mm. leash because Hackett is just that god awful. Mm. So I'm just saying, I think I think you can clearly see. I think they're so perfect to to compare because they're in the same division. They've played twice. The Raiders have beaten them now twice and they show the differences. I can see the awful coaching in Denver. There's, there's reasons why Vegas is at where they're at. And some of it is luck. And some of it is, like I said, three years whiff after whiff after whiff on first round pick. I mean, eventually that's got to take a toll. Go talk to the Rams right now. About what happens when you don't have draft picks. Now, Raiders had draft picks. They just made tragically terrible decisions with those picks. Yeah. But also, like, again, like you said, like, I can see just the terrible coaching on Denver. Mm -hmm. The second, and I don't know exactly who who called the play, but calling a pass play on that third down were like. For Denver. If you have, I know if you got the first down, game over, game over. Yeah. But, like, why did you not. Literally a week before, we saw it with Philly mm-hmm. and uh, the Commanders. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's fine. I, I got over it. Call the pass play. Mm-hmm. But make sure Russell Wilson, if he does not have a guarantee that that man is going to catch the ball inbounds mm-hmm. and at least keep the play clock running, take the sack. Mm-hmm. Why did you throw it out of bounds? Mm-hmm. Why is why is Russell Wilson a veteran quarterback not known to just like, bro, take the knee. It's, mm-hmm. The play's not there. You scrambled for a couple seconds to take five seconds off the clock, take the knee, clock's running, they have no timeouts. Mm-hmm. And now you you punt with a minute ten left on the clock. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the second they called the pass play. Mm-hmm. I literally said, I didn't say, like, Raiders going to win, but like, we're going overtime. Mm-hmm. We're at least going to overtime. Yeah. And, like, it was, it's ridiculous. I know. Maybe Hackett was like, no, we're overruling, we're passing here. But, like, just keep mm-hmm. the clock moving. No, I know. And your chances of winning go up exponentially. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. If with no timeouts, past the two minute there's a huge difference in the NFL between one fifty five yeah. and one ten. Oh yeah. A huge difference. Don't oh, care. Yeah. Yeah, and, and probably right with one ten left, it seems like almost worst case scenario is you're going to overtime. Yeah. I don't think the Raiders score a touchdown with one ten left. I think maybe they drive down enough to get kick a field goal, but one ten left, no timeouts, I don't think they're scoring a touchdown. And another thing about that, 
I bet Raiders <laughs> felt damn good after they made that stop and the clock stopped. Oh, yeah. And I bet Denver felt really <laughs> deflated. Oh, yeah. That that plays a role. Oh, yeah, Come definitely. Come on, hack it. Think of these intangibles. <laughs> mm -hmm. Think of more than just, like, I want to end the game right here. And, like, I don't know, more and more of these coaches, Staley has this problem. Oh, God, Staley's, like, Staley's the they, worst. They think about the, like, I want to get the big balls, balls of steel headline. Mm -hmm. Not thinking that, like, bro, just win the game. Mm -hmm. Win the game, mm -hmm. and people will praise you for just being a good coach. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be the gutsiest coach. Just by, be a good coach. By the way, by the way, it's gotten in Staley's head now, because now he had a fourth and um, fourth and goal from the two, and then he decided not to go for it. Yeah, and it was like Brandon. That that's the time that you do go for it. Like. But you're facing the Chiefs, so you want touchdowns, not field goals. And even if you fail, they have the ball at their own two. But it's pretty clear. He it's has it's in Staley's head now. It's pretty clear he has no idea <laughs> when the time is to go, when the time to be gutsy is. He has no, he has no feel he for has it. No he has no feel for it at all. Um, I think a lot of the problems, like I said, with the Raiders are very explainable. Denver's. I'm sorry. There's no other way to explain Denver's problems other than like your coaching staff is just awful. There are things and it starts and it starts and ends with Hackett. No, I mean definitely, <laughs> and there are definitely things that the Raiders are like. All right, clearly I don't. There's things we passed over this off season. Mm -hmm. to, we should have seen that they were going to be a worse team mm -hmm. than they were, but it's pretty clear that, especially the way it ended last season for mm -hmm. the Raiders, like you stumbled into the playoffs. Like this team still should be better than what they actually are. They probably should. And and Josh, Josh, he does. And Josh deserves to have a, maybe a little bit of a warm seat come year two. Like you can't not have success and me give you a, a pass again. But firing him after one year, I don't see it here. If he gets that second year, do you think Derek Carr is here? No. Yes. Now I think that's a mistake because I think you need a, a veteran like Carr who's likable to help set the culture because McDaniels isn't that kind of guy. McDaniels is an X's and O's guy. But, I mean, do I trust Vegas to make the right decisions? No. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if Carr's out of here. I mean, you've repeatedly said, and I'm seeing it more and more, that like the Raiders are just blaming Derek Carr. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's all his fault. Yeah, he's the fall guy. Um, anyway, all right. I don't know, just real quick, I don't know what that is going to accomplish. I don't know. Do you get a keep a Josh McDaniels who everyone is like, Again, I know you're defending him here, but everyone's like, "Come on, like, this is not the quarterback." I mean, fault. I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, describe defending McDaniel's. I'm just saying it's not that bad that we should just be firing a guy after one year. No, we've said that. Yeah, like you don't want to do that. It doesn't make your franchise look good. It, it sends a big red flag to potential coaching candidates. They're like, "Do I really want to take that job? They're not going to give me enough time." Like, you know what I mean? Hackett, I would understand. That. Oh, Hack no, Hackett, Hackett, no, Hackett is bad. Hackett's one of the worst I've seen. There have been a few that I've called for right away. Uh, Kime in Arizona back then. Hackett and, and Kitchens, Freddie Kitchens by the end of the year was like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, there are some that are just so bad that I don't even think around the league other coaching candidates would would think of it and, and make them turn. I think they'd be like, no, 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 that's 100%. Like, that's just not a head coach, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, I said last week, I do think there is, Denver is making itself look bad. Oh, yeah. As much as they can. <laughs> yeah. All right. With that, I think we're good here on the opening. Take it over, back over to you, Jesse, for rapid fire news.
So actually, before I quite get into that, I want to correct myself for something I said last week. Okay. Because we were talking about Bill's coaches, like that, have, or coaches in the system that have gone on to coach other things. Yeah. And I said the name. I think I said the name Cromarty. Mm-hmm. I meant Cornell. Oh, okay. Romeo Cornell. Okay. That was who I was speaking of last week. Okay. And I said Cromarty. Don't throw me in names. Don't make your kids have similar names. I'll figure it out. Um, anyway, to rapid fire news. Mm-hmm. So, all right. The Bruins, since we were last year, 2 and 0. They only actually played two games. Mm-hmm. The Flyers. They beat the Blackhawks. <coughs> since we were last year, the Celtics have been 3 and 0. They beat the Thunder, the Hawks, and the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. So, uh, since we were last year, no Boston teams have lost. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, NFL news. The Eagles. They have signed defensive tackle Ndamukong Su mm-hmm. uh, to a one-year deal. Uh, so that defense just got maybe a little better. Well, they did it because Jordan Davis is out, and that team really misses Jordan Davis. That's why the commanders were able to run all over him, and that's why the Colts were able to. Okay. Yeah. It's all right. Let's see what, what's, I don't know how old he is, but let's see what Sue can still do. Yeah. But I, speaking of those Eagles, they survived. Mm. Jeff Saturday's Colts might actually be a little better, or he might be a little better of a coach than we thought. Mm-hmm. Really that high school experience is all he needed. But uh, Eagles survived 17 16 mm-hmm. Jeff Saturday's Colts. Uh, the Bills, they got back on track on Sunday. They beat the Browns 31 23. They're now tied for the division lead. Uh, Cowboys beat up Dom's Vikings, absolutely stomped them out 40 3. Uh, and maybe establish himself as a decent team. Maybe I'll have to admit it today mm. in our top five. Yes. Everyone stop <laughs> stop overreacting, by the way, to the Vikings game. If you want to know something on how to bet, take a standalone game the week before that something surprising happened and expect the public to overreact and do the opposite of the public. That was one of the biggest games of the year for any professional better. Like, if you have one of these apps and pay for it and you can see the thing. So it was like 70% of the tickets of the bets were on the Vikings, which means most people are on that, but that's the public only 20 or only like 30% of the tickets were on Dallas. But if you looked at the difference in money, it was like 80% of the money on Dallas, which tells you that the big ballers who know what they're doing were all on Dallas. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but uh, to round out rapid fire news, on Sunday Night Football, Chiefs, mm-hmm. they beat the Chargers 30-27. to 27. It was a good game. Yeah, it was. Uh, Chiefs established themselves as that dominant force once again. Mm-hmm. But all right, that's been rapid fire news. That'll take us into mm-hmm. the, the local game. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, like one of the just true, just two, two titans going at it. <laughs> Truly just great football all around. Oh, my God. A clinic. Everyone should watch this. We'll watch this for years. Just be like, this is... This is the gold standard for entertainment. This was something. Um, uh, I don't... It's hard to talk about this game because it was just like, what happened? And Defense happened, I'll say that. And, you know, we can point at, like, it was the Jets. We just played the Jets. But, yeah, but, like, I felt in that game, I never felt the Patriots... At least in the second half, like in the third quarter, I was like, Patriots are winning this game. Oh, yeah. But we just kept not scoring points, but that mentality never changed. I was just I was just getting, can we just not go to overtime? Like, we're going to win. It's not an overtime. Come on. Um, 
because <laughs> the defense gave up <laughs> seven yards in the <laughs> second half. Negative 21 in passing. Did you see, um, I think it was Barstool that posted, do you know in the second half the average amount of yardage per play for the Jets? Uh, was it? It was, like, it was like five inches. That's sick. I know, right? <laughs> so, like, our defense is good, really good. Again, I know it's the Jets. It's the Jets with the Zach Wilson who seems to not care. It's a Brees Hallless Jets. But at, that was dominant. That was dominant. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna be a little optimistic on the offensive side because the Jets have a good defense too. They do. And our offensive line is now falling apart even more because what you lost Andrews probably for the year it's looking like. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really bad. Um, and then you lost Isaiah Wynn in that game. And I know we get on Isaiah Wynn. He sucks. Blah blah blah. However, what would you rather have? Five guys, five offensive linemen who have played together for a while, mm-hmm. or five of the best guys, just bringing them all in at random? Uh, five guys that have played together. Exactly. Yeah. So, as much as we rag on Isaiah Wynn, and I'm sure, yeah, it'll get better as the year goes on, but like having a guy there who's just familiar with his other linemen. I also don't think Wynn is awful in run blocking. I just think that he is uh, a problem in, the, in pass protection. Here's the thing. <laughs> I think the Patriots are in general. Third down pass protection is atrocious, it seems. Oh, it's bad. If you're going to just go after Mac on third down, if they're going to pass, because you will get him. Mm -hmm. You will get him. Yes. And he is. And that was another thing. Like, oh, Mac clearly sucked. Not a good game. Although he didn't make his those mistakes. He's cleaning that up a little bit. Well, I, I... In this game, I take nothing from Mac or that performance or anything because, and honestly, most of the games that have happened the last couple of weeks, you should take nothing from the offense because of this. Bo- great. Both Jets game and the Colts game, the game plan was we don't have to do anything. Just don't make a mistake, and we know the and we know the other team can't move the ball, so like we can just completely play the safest game possible and it won't matter. This next game against the Vikings will mean something because you'll have to score points against Minnesota. I don't care how good our defense is. Minnesota has an offense. So like you can't go into that game and just say, let's just play mistake free, no big mistakes and we'll win. You can't you can't do that. Minnesota will score points. So you'll have to run an offense and actually take some chances and ask Mac to throw the ball down the field a little bit. Yes. But I I like our defense against the Vikings. Yeah. Offense. Mm-hmm. The um, Cowboys were getting after Kirk Cousins all day. They were. That makes me Judon with his what is it thirteen and a half sacks already? Yeah. I, I think he could get three four sacks that game. Yeah. Um. So, I is it Thursday night? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's our second Thursday game this year. Does any other team have two Thursday games? Uh, I don't even know. But yeah, no, it is Thursday. Oh yeah, because it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Duh. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I, I always wanted the Patriots to get the Thanksgiving games. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, do do you think they can run on the Vikings defense. I think you can. Probably, yes. He could. Um, I do know that their pass defense is definitely worse than their run defense. Um, 
But I, I still think they can probably run on the Vikings, yeah. If Isaiah, if Isaiah Wynn can play, mm-hmm. and, I mean, you know, the, the center played the last, the backup center, I can't remember his name, played the last two weeks anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wasn't bad. So it's not the biggest deal, I guess, losing Andrews. Mm-hmm. You also had missed a year of time, was it two years ago? Mm-hmm. But you've gone without Andrews. Mm-hmm. As much as I don't like it, you've gone without Andrews in the back. I, I don't know. I do like our chances. Prime time, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Get after him all day. Can't, it's just... Robert Jefferson. Yeah. And, and they can run the ball, too. Let's not. Like, Dalvin Cook. Our run defense is a lot better. It was. It is. If this was last year's defense. I would. I like, still think. I still think at the end of the day, the Vikings have too many weapons. I don't know. I'm going. Sucks now. I'm going like 27-17 Minnesota. You think we're going to get 17 points? Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're happy about that, aren't you? <laughs> Minnesota. Now Minnesota's defense isn't great, but they have generated a pass rush, and Zadarius Smith has been a very nice pickup for them. So they can exploit the the weakness of the Pats oh part of the weakness of the Pats offense which is the O line mm. so it's not going to be just a field day for for the Pats on offense here no I don't think that at all no I don't think that'll ever I mean I guess mm. other than the Lions game I don't expect that okay um yeah I think I think next next game this week Thanksgiving against Minnesota should tell us what we need to know about our playoff chances and where the offense and Mac is at. The last couple of weeks doesn't because, like I said, between both Jets games and that Colts game, they knew. They knew. They looked at tape. They they knew, like, this team's not going to move the ball against us. Just don't give them a short field. Zach Wilson is terrible against the Patriots. Oh, he's awful. And he's the Patriots should have had two picks. Oh, I know. Now, the first one, McCourty's, was at the end of the first uh, half, it wouldn't really have mattered. Uh um, The second one, I don't remember who it was. Actually, here's the thing. Do you remember that Duggar pick? Mm-hmm. I don't remember who he was covering, but he batted the ball up in the air, and they both fell out of bounds, and he still just caught the ball. Yeah, anyway. yeah. That was pretty sick. It was. Sick. Gotta, yeah, you got to love Marcus Jones, too. Oh, man, he's been great. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. I, here's the thing. He's been great in the secondary, too, not just on the returns. No, the Joneses? I love the Joneses this year. Mm. Uh, it's, been, it's been really good. So, but like, here's the thing. When that pun was happening, mm-hmm. I, I just want to say this. No one was there to hear it, <laughs> but when the pun was happening, was, what, 10 seconds mm. left? Yeah. Just a little more. Because mm-hmm. it took him, you got to run down the whole field, and there was still time for the kickoff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just kind of said out loud, like, bro, I think you're just going to run it back, and we don't have to go to overtime. <laughs> and then I saw the kick. Mm-hmm. It was a line drive. I'm like, oh, you're going to have space. <laughs> and I saw that when he caught it, yeah, I was like, no way. And he did it. Yeah. It was, it was, it was very, it was, you know, it was very Jets. It was so Patriots Jets. Yeah, it was just so Jets. I, I do have to say this though, right? The stretch here for the Pats is, is grueling. Like it's, it's bad. Well, we're going to see what we're made of. Cause I mean, I know everyone's hoping they make the playoffs. I think they're going to miss the playoffs. I mean, you got in Minnesota, then you're home against the Bills. Then you're at Arizona, which, like, you'd think you should win. We see what mobile quarterbacks do to us sometimes. Yeah. Then you're at Vegas. Uh, you know, Bills assistants have a lot of success against them. 
Then it's Cincinnati, Miami, and the Bills again. And we were hoping that last Bills game that Buffalo would be running away with things and it wouldn't matter, but now it seems like they might have to play that game. So yeah. it's, 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 it's difficult here to end the season. Yeah, I mean, listen, I didn't expect all four AFC East teams are in the playoffs. No, I know. Like, that's, that's unprecedented. That's never going to happen. No. And I think... Trust me, I think Miami is better than you. I think Buffalo is better than you. I think, I mean, I think if you played Miami here in New England in weather, I don't know if they're better than us. But listen, they will run us off the field if we play in a dome or in perfect conditions. We, I don't know, Bill just can't fool Tua. This doesn't fool Tua. I think McDaniels, I think, I think, I think uh, McDaniels is just really clever. Isn't that his name? Oh, oh, and um, yeah. No, but here's the thing: before McDaniel's was there, mm-hmm. like when it was Brian Flores was the head coach, and I don't know who was doing the play calling. That's um, true. But like, it was still, you know, <laughs> if you have a young quarterback, it's pretty obvious what you need to do. When you're I mean, keep it as simple. As let's possible. say this though, right? Brian was a good coach. Brian was a good DC, and learned from Bill. Was Brian throwing all Bill's tricks at him in practice? Probably. Okay, I'm just, you know, just saying. That might be an explanation. Why anyway. not rehire him? I guess the defense is fine. He can go to Pittsburgh. He's probably mad at Bill for that text. Is he mad or happy at Bill? I don't know. Who knows? Uncovered. The shenanigans. The secrets of the NFL that everyone knows. I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, real quick here before we move on to a break and everything else. The Jets. Uh, man, it, Zach's not... Zach's not it. I'm. It's early. I get that, but the quarterback position has changed a lot within the last decade because the college game and the NFL game are much more similar than they used to be. And there's just so much money and attention in the developing quarterbacks that these quarterbacks, when they're kids, they're in camps. When college, uh, like they just they've taken more snaps. They've had more coaching than they ever used to before. So you can make decisions on these guys a little bit quicker than you used to. Usually you, you used to have to give like at least three years. Now you can give like about halfway through the second season and you should be able to at least see growth. Like, like, like Fields is not a good quarterback yet, but you see the growth. Like you see that he's gotten better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't see anything with Zach. There's nothing there. Honestly, I felt better about him last year than I do this year. Who, Zach? Yeah. No, I did too. Like, I, I saw a talent. You have, to take, well, you have to take a tangible, noticeable step in year two, and I don't see it. I, here's the thing. I felt like I saw him take a step last year. I thought so too. And I saw him. I, saw, I was like, all right, he's talented. Yeah. And, but it, that's the thing. He was under-throwing balls yesterday. Yeah. And then his just attitude in the press conference. No, I don't think we let the defense down. Like, yeah. His attitude is showing me like. All right, there were there were reports that uh, his comments and his manner also in the locker room after was not good. Like he just didn't get it. Like like you cost the team the game likely. Like like he just doesn't get it. Yeah, he just seems. He's got that. There's just too many. There's just this this too many issues with him. It's not just one thing. It's three or four things. I needed to see a step here. We're in Thanksgiving now of the second year. I think the Jets. Move, I think the Jets should move on. Do you think he gets a little bit of a pass because he missed no. the start of the no. year a little bit? No, I don't think so. Okay. No, 
If he missed that much time, but he missed what, like three games? Yeah. I, that's not enough. <laughs> that's not enough for me to give it to that. I, I think they got to move on. This is a talented roster now, a defense that's ready, a coach that seems to be good now in getting it. So I think off season you go kick the tires on Derek Carr or somebody else. But with that, we are going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with two former juggernaut teams who seasons are pretty much over at this point. We'll talk about their options moving forward, the Rams and the Packers. Stick with us, guys. Back here at Slow Your Roll, moving on to more NFL talk. Rams and the Packers. I mean, both these teams, I think most people thought Green Bay would take a step back and it would take them a little while to hit their gear. Clearly, we didn't expect it to be this bad. And the Rams, I mean, the Rams are like the shocker of a decade, it seems like. I mean, wow. That that fell off a cliff fast. (laughs) Like, I don't think most people saw it coming like this. I'll give Dan credit. Uh, He did say he doesn't think they're going to be as good as everybody thinks, but I know he didn't think this. This is, they're they're a bad team. But anyway, both of these teams um, are really in some trouble. Not just for this year, but for the future moving forward. I think the Rams particularly are staring at a potential pit that they could fall in for years to come. And it begs the question, what are the options for both of these teams? Um, We'll start with the Rams. you got to move pieces. Um, You're in Los Angeles, which is about the most distracted market in the country that you could ever be in. Like, if you're not good, if you're not winning, you're nothing to people in L.A. Like, there's too many other options. Um, So they're not going to go to games. Crunky is looking at a a team that he moved there not long ago, becoming irrelevant for like five years. If you can't figure this out, you got to move off some pieces. Um, I, I would come. I would definitely trade Jalen Ramsey. There's no reason Ramsey should be on this team come next year. I would look to trade Aaron Donald, and I would probably look to trade Cooper Cup as well. I mean, they need picks to start rebuilding parts of this team. Um, you don't. You don't trade Stafford. Keep Stafford here. I mean, we saw what Seattle's done, right? If, if you nail a couple of draft picks, you can rebuild your roster in a draft. Or at least one side of the ball or about half your roster in one draft. So no reason to trade Stafford. You could be good again when Stafford is still here. But you need picks. They have no first-round picks. They barely have any picks coming up right now. I'd say Ramsey, Donald, and you got to kick the tires here on Cooper Cup. Hmm. What do you think? Uh, I mean... You're definitely staring into a pit of despair, <laughs> so you need to, and you suck. Yeah. And so you need you need to do something. The problem with, like, I don't think you can trade Donald. Mm-hmm. You talked about retiring maybe this season. Mm-hmm. He didn't get paid. I don't know why. He just won't be like, well, I don't want to 
play for another team. Mm. I don't want to play on a crappy team. I'm just going to peace out. Mm-hmm. Like, that seems very Aaron Donald to me. Uh, Ramsey's a good one to move. I mean, I guess because Aaron Donald, I think, is going to retire and you can't move that. I think, I guess, sure, Cooper Cup can move. Mm-hmm. Um, you might as well just tear it all down, really. Mm-hmm. Like, why keep even, I mean, if you can move Stafford, move Stafford. I would not, I would not, I would not move Stafford. I, I would keep Stafford here and, and tell him we'll free up cap space. We'll hope to fit on some draft picks and, 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 like, try and turn this around quickly. He's old. I, that's too hard to try and start thinking that you're going to pick the right quarterback. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Call Seattle. like, "What's Drew doing?" Nothing. I don't think that's the answer. I, I completely disagree there. Um, you move Bobby Wagner also, definitely, but I, I'd keep Stafford. Everybody else to me is expendable. You keep Stafford here for now, and you see if you can get a quick turnaround. Uh, I, now, when I mean quick turnaround, I don't mean a year. It's not. It's not going to be a year. It's, it's going to be two at least. Bro, I don't think you can fix this in, in two. In, yeah, like because what what you need to do. Oh, man, Seattle fixed it pretty fast. Maybe the problem was somebody else. You, uh, you get, that's hard to say when they have six new starters on the team, all producing at a high level. I guess, but like, what are the odds? <laughs> no. That well, that's why I said it's not going to be a year. You, you can't think that you're going to do what the Seahawks just did. But And why do you think this team can draft? They haven't done that. You got to you got to hope you can. <laughs> you got to you, you got to get you got to get in that space and and just hope you hit on some. You got to ask yourself. LA Rams, was it worth it? I think it was. I don't think it is. Oh, wow. I disagree. You're going to get one out of this. I don't know. Like, oh, maybe a couple of years you can start trying again. You're going to get one out of this. Mm-hmm. And L.A. didn't give a damn about it. So maybe you should have just cared in St. Louis. Uh, should have tried that. I get it. St. Louis is boring. Crime is both... <laughs> nah, they even though people don't care that much, they've made more money in Los Angeles. They have. Listen, I think you can. I think if you play it right, if you hit on the picks, I think you can repair this faster than you think. But it's going to take some some moves. You're going to have to take action right away, and now or else you are looking at a, a pit of despair, as you said for. Four or five years, but it's also like there's a second team in LA who's now better than you. Yeah. So like, who might get Sean Payton? The five people that care. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna care about the Chargers. Maybe, but like, do I expect LA people to be loyal people, especially when there's another team in where are they? I, Inglewood. Yeah. I think that's where the Chargers play. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just go there. <laughs> I I uh, I don't know. I think you can do it, and I think you have to. And look to and and Sean McVay does not seem like the kind of guy who's going to stick around for a four or five year rebuild. Listen, you need to do this if you're LA. You need to <clears throat> sooner rather than later. <clears throat> but like, you're gonna suck, and I don't see it working out that well. Okay. And now you have a snake coach who's just like, I don't want to play. I don't want to. 
Yeah, I do want to talk about the McVeigh stuff. You got, you got, you got played. And now you're in L.A. where nobody cares. Yeah, I do want to talk about that because we've talked about that. Does McVeigh want to stick around for a bad team? Probably not. But I do think it would be a really horrible and damaging look for Sean McVeigh if he quit now. I don't think he cares. Maybe he doesn't. But if he wanted to get back in the coaching, I think it would matter. And by the way, it would matter also for his broadcasting career because if you piss off the NFL owners enough, they might be like go to the networks and be like, I don't want to do my game. I don't like this. Like there are some other things behind closed doors. You don't want to piss off 30 some, some billionaires. I guess. I didn't, I didn't think about it. I said this in our group check. Like, they might be all different teams and stuff. At the end of the day, they're all on the same team a little bit. They're all a boys club. <laughs> yeah, I know what you were going to say. <laughs> we're not going there. But <laughs> um, um, but if you piss off one of them, and Stan Kroenke is actually one of the most influential and rich owners of the group. There might be repercussions that you don't clearly understand. I, I guess, but like I think he, he got his ring. People call him what a great coach, what a great uh, mind. Even though he can't beat Kyle Shanahan. And it seems there is more money to be made in broadcasting uh, NFL games than there is coaching, especially dealing with these players <laughs> firsthand, which I'm sure gets a lot as fun as it can be for him. Mm-hmm. But, like, sure, I guess I didn't think about the NFL owners being like, I don't want this man calling my game. Yeah, I, I think but because because when you think about it, right, Sean made this happen. But why would Sean's he- the one who's been pressing Stan Kroenke. And Stan and NFL owners will look there and say, we gave you everything you wanted. You couldn't win without Stafford. You wanted it. And I mortgaged my team's future and my team's ability to make money for years to come to make you happy and win you a ring and the way you treated it is the second the team was bad, you peaced out on me. That, here's the thing. Sean McVay has given me that vibe. I, that he just would do it anyway? I, I realize this is not screwing over billionaires, but he did golf dirty. Uh, yeah. He's on the, he's in Detroit now. <laughs> yeah. So he did golf dirty. Hey, um, hey, he gets Dan Campbell and they're winning games now. They've won two in a row. Oh, listen, I'm sure Goff <laughs> loves his new head coach with all his heart. But part of that is because he hates his old head coach <laughs> with every fiber of his being. Um, but, like, again, that's not quite the same as screwing over the billionaires. But, like, it seems Sean McVay was thinking, I want my ring. I got the girl. I want to now just go make boatloads of cash in a boot. Here's the thing. He doesn't have to call games. Mm. He could sit, like on CBS, he could sit with Bill Cowher and Boomer and, he could. and, and uh, Nate Burleson and just be like, in, at halftime, be like, eh, this team sucks, they need to do this, that team's good, they should keep doing that. Basically, he'll take Sean Payton's job, actually, and while, when Payton goes to leave to go coach the Chargers next year. Where's Sean Payton right now? Uh, Fox. Is he? Yes. Yeah, I don't watch Fox, bro. <laughs> I mean, didn't they have like Howie and... Uh, oh, you know what they got? I don't watch them all the time, so I don't know ex- everyone on the staff. I just know the Champagnes. Bradshaw, and that's, that's, that's fantastic. Bradshaw's funny. No, that's what I mean. Like, that's just great. I know. Bradshaw. All right, so 
uh, we disagree on some of the things with the Rams, but we, we do. They, we, they need to do something. But 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 Wagner and, and Ramsey and Wagner for sure. You got to move. Yes. And you try and move Donald unless Donald screws it up himself. But but if Donald doesn't screw it up, I move Donald. Yeah. Because he's probably the one you'll get the most amount of picks for, unless Cooper Cup. I'm, I'm sure you can. Make I understand it. why they if they don't move Cup, but I'm telling you right now, Wagner, Ramsey, Donald, and Cup, I would move. I'm sure you can maybe sit down, Donald, and be like, "Listen, wherever Tom Brady goes next season, we'll trade you there." <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. A chance to win there. Yes, that's a good point. All right, from that one, let's go to Green Bay. Green Bay, they at least do have draft picks, but they have no cap space. They got Aaron Moody near the end, tail end of his career. Check. Checked out at times. Uh, I'm sure he's not going to negotiate with them to try and lower the cap, you know, and give him more cap. He's not that kind of guy. Uh, I'll let you start with this one. What are the Packers' options here? Um, maybe you could try to trade Aaron. I was like, thinking I that. I don't know why anyone would take on that contract because now they, now they have the handcuffs on, and now they have cancer. Um, so there's not much you can do. Maybe you can move. What about your own New England Patriots? Bill will never take on 50. Why? Bill doesn't know what $50 million is. Okay. He's like, no one, no one has that money. You're joking. <laughs> you, don't Bill, th- you don't think... You Bill don't still think... still thinks $5 is a lot of money. You don't think that there's a chance this could work. Let me tell you why. Aaron's in... Aaron's in the Aaron. Okay? And Bill's in Aaron. Bill's just in the winning. He doesn't care. No, you're not hurt. I think Rodgers would be more engaged and behave a little better here because he would be a change of scenery. Uh, Bill and this culture is a high IQ, almost scholarly type of. And Aaron's a smart guy. Aaron went to, you know, Cal. I, you know, he 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 seems to be. And you also he likes to feel like the smartest guy in the room. Um, <laughs> So I think I think the culture part of New England actually might fit him a little bit better, and boy would it be good for his legacy if if he even he doesn't even have to win one, if he made a Super Bowl even with Belichick it'd be like I was stuck with mediocre coaching the minute the minute I got Bill I almost I did exactly what Brady did, mm. and that was at the end of my career. Listen. Not saying it would it would make it there, but but boy, it'd be good. It, I could see the media pundits, the Rogers fanboys already. Uh, it would be real good for Rogers brand. Don't get me excited <laughs> for more Super Bowls. <laughs> so like, listen, I, I, I mean, I'm not saying it's gonna happen. It makes a little more sense when I thought about it than I originally. I mean, there was a rumor going around that one time Bill said, if I had Rogers instead of Brady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know who said that. I don't know who said he said that. So, but there's there was rumors that he really liked Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. compared to Tom Brady. And I get yeah, there's things to like. I think Rodgers' arm is better. He's more mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, and you tell and you tell Aaron right if you're, if you're Bill right, bring you in. I'll fire Patricia Patricia and Judge. Denver's going to whack Nathaniel Hackett, so I'll go hire Hackett. So now you're, now you're listen, <laughs> Bill will never fire a coach for a player. Never going to happen. Okay, he'll move them, though, from offensive coordinator to something else. <laughs> he'll get you coffee. 
No, the will get you coffee. They'll they'll both judge will drive you to the city. They'll both they'll both coach some sort of defense in some way. Ugh. Or Matt Patricia will go play left tackle. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. He'll be third string left tackle. All right. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. But like, no, come on. You know. Uh, or he'll get him a job somewhere else. And also, like, Bill's not gonna take on fifteen million dollars. Okay. Maybe my... say like, Aaron, we're gonna immediately give you an extension. Mm. And we're gonna start. Uh, you know what? Maybe he won't take on fifty million, but. Do you think there's a chance that Rodgers, if he went to a new place, new change of scenery, that he would then be willing to, oh, to negotiate listen, a contract stuff? You get out of Green Bay, Wisconsin, I'm mm. sure you're immediately just going to be a happier person. There's something to do. What do they say? Like, the only thing to do in Green Bay is go drink at the Apple. I don't know who told me that. I think you, you might have been the one to say I told you that because it's what uh, Greg Jennings said. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, like there's a there was a picture of Aaron Rodgers driving around in the back of a pickup truck one time with beer. Yeah, he was just so bored. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, no, I'm sure he'll be happy, and I'm sure he'll be just happy to be out of Green Bay, mm-hmm. away from that team, uh, like, away from all those young receivers. Yeah, and then he can come to New England where there's young receivers. There'll be there'll be a year ahead and a little smarter though. Listen, if you're listen, if you're not smart though, you you won't make it in this system. Yes. So the the pressure is on for them to be in the right spot at the right time. If you're going to work out in New England, if you're going to work out in New England. Hold on. I don't know if we can say that this year because that system is run by Mappetron. <laughs> that's true. How intelligent that system. Is. <laughs> that's true. That's like, that's fair. Like they could really. Like I, I, I'd be pissed if I was Mac Jones too, and my playbook was just like that thing, where it's just like put the square in the square hole. It's like, bro, what are we doing? <laughs> that's the critical thinking. Okay, that that's fair. Um, if they don't go that option, what are the Packers' options? Because I don't see any. I don't see assets on this team that you can trade for more picks. You just have to stay course, stay with where your pick is right now, and just hope you hit. Move to now, here's what you could do, though. You could say. And, and this has worked out very nicely for the media and all that. Aaron's got a thumb injury. If they lose again next week, and I think they have a tough opponent again, they will likely lose. I'd sit Aaron the rest of the year and, and just blame the thumb injury. Yeah. He probably yeah. sat on it. I don't know. But if they lose again next week, which they probably will, right? Look, uh, check up who, who they're playing. I know the, the rest of their schedule the last, like, was going to be tough. No, they, I just want you to know I made a joke that Aaron Rodgers shoved his thumb up his ass. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, you you sit Aaron, you play Jordan Love, you see if Love can play. Likely he can or else they wouldn't have given Rodgers that contract. But you lose more games, you get a better draft pick. Hell, what if you get a good enough draft pick that you could take one of those quarterbacks? You don't take a quarterback, but you... St- you trade the pick to a team who does need a quarterback, and you know they'll give you a first round and more picks too. I think that might be the way. Now you got to communicate. You got to sit Aaron down, and you got to massage the ego a little bit and be like, "You're our guy. We just, you know, we want to make sure that you don't take unnecessary hits. Going to build this roster even better for you next year." You know, yeah, there's a lot of managing you'd have to do with this. We'll we'll tell the media it's your thumb. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you're blaming me? Yeah. No, no, no. 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 
thumb. You're blaming your injured thumb. Yes. So, is that wild? Is that? I don't uh, think Aaron would go for that. I don't think Rogers would too, but I think you should try. Oh. All right, who are they playing next week? They're losing to the Eagles on Sunday Night Football. See, thank you. That's what I mean. <laughs> like, like they're playing the Eagles. Then they're going to be, what, four and... Uh, four and eight. Yeah. It's good. No. Like, lose to the Eagles. Aaron, you're hurt. Sit out the ride. There's no reason. You're 39 years old. Okay, almost. That, it's not off. There's two games you're probably definitely going to lose, though. Because it's five games in Chicago. Okay. See how Justin Fields feels. Uh-huh. Um, home against the Rams. They mm. suck. Mm-hmm. In Miami. Uh, they're not winning that game. That's one of them. And then home against the Vikings. That's nine losses. You lose the Eagles game, you lose the Miami game. That's nine losses, dude. But I'm just saying, there's, a winnable, there's winnable games here. Oh, gosh. For Aaron's pride. Oh, my gosh. All right, whatever. So you think? Wins. So you think the only option is... Green Bay, you're trapped. Oh, yeah. Okay. You sold your soul. All right. You gave him $50 million. And you don't think think there's a big trade market if they want to move on? I, if Aaron will play ball with that team, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm sure you can move Aaron on. Okay. Aaron's just like, no, I don't know what my future holds, so just give me the $50 million a year and then we'll talk. Yeah. I'm sure teams will be like, no. Uh, Okay. Uh, Fair enough. But if he's willing to be like, Sure, I'll sign an extension and we'll move some money around. So. All, right. All right, fair enough. All right, next thing, moving on, Jesse, take the lead here. Switch it up to hockey, the Boston Bruins. Okay. I mean, we're going to the Stanley Cup, aren't we? Oh, probably. Come on. <laughs> well, let me. Let, I have numbers here. Okay. Because you know, numbers are just you can't you can't. Yeah. Stats are just you can't mess those up. So we're sixteen and two and zero right now. That's thirty-two points. Eleven and zero at home. Eleven and zero at home. That's a record, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, or tied for the record. Uh, we have a chance next. I think it's Friday to break that record. Uh, five and two on the road. So like, there's still like, we'll see how we actually are on the road. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They haven't yeah. played a lot on the road. But if you look at this team, first in goal differential, plus thirty eight. Uh, the next closest team is the Devils with plus twenty six. Mm-hmm. Twelve ahead. Twelve ahead already. In your power play percentage, you're fifth in the league, 28, 28.8%. Uh, and it's it's clear some of the changes that have been made. It was a little sluggish at first with the new system, but um, you know, with this, trying to, it was the old habits that were dying hard. Mm-hmm. Bad entries, trying to skate the puck in, trying to like deke at the line, crap, dump and chase. Bruce Cassidy never cared about the dump and chase. We're dumping and chasing. We're getting actually physical, winning battles after the puck. That's huge. Uh, Bruce Cassidy said last year, team needs to be pricks. And I feel like a quote like that, he's not wrong, but a quote like that shows that you don't you don't get it, Bruce. You don't get, understand physicality. That's why it just, it just never worked. Physical players never worked in Bruce Cassidy's system. Mm-hmm. And listen, I don't want to crap on Bruce Cassidy. He's doing well with Vegas. We play them in a couple days, actually. Or a week. Uh, a week. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but then, more special teams. Second in PK at uh, 98 or at 89.5%. And the one team better than you is the San Jose Sharks, mm. who suck. So that's a little mind-boggling. But hey, whatever. 
You are currently second in face-off percentage, 56.2%. The one team ahead of you, Chicago Blackhawks, who suck. And you just beat their ass mm. on uh, Saturday. Uh, but they did. They did 25 to 20 in the face-off circle. You did lose that. Mm-hmm. But then look at the, some of these players. David Pasternak is six in goals. He's got 11. Seventh in assists, 17. He's third in points. And the only people ahead of him are McDavid and Dreisaitl, who are the only people on the Orioles. So Hampus Lindholm. First in plus minus, 21. Uh, people say that's an archaic stat, and it is, but it isn't. I think it's much better at determining defensemen. But he's also got, he's 15th in time on ice. 24 minutes a game, that's still a lot. Still, um, your big guy. But he doesn't need to log those huge 27-minute games that, like, Kale McCarr is doing right now. But he's still first in plus minus. That's, that's pretty good. Patrice Bergeron, your captain. He's actually fourth in face-off percentage, so he's falling apart. He's, uh, it's all coming apart there. Um, no, 61%. He's still the man. Mm-hmm. Uh, your goaltender. We complain, for good reason, about Linus Allmark last year. He was okay to good at times, but he was not worth the $5 million you gave him. All right, right now he's first in goals against average, 1.89. First in save percentage, 9.37. Uh, first in wins 12 and he has a shutout those are elite numbers beginning of the year numbers those are going to you know even out a little bit more that save percentage is insane right now mm. um, but that's going to even out a little bit more it's just going to happen as the year goes on but still those are numbers that are worth more than five million dollars actually uh, and also this team the depth one of the hu- biggest problems last year for years actually there is no depth scoring it's just it's just Marshawn. It's just uh, Bergeron. Mm. Right now, this team is, you have 20 different goal scorers. Uh, you know, I already said Pasternak leads the team with points. He's got 28. Your second point guy is a defenseman. Campus Lindholm uh, with 18 points. He is, in 17 games, he's a uh, defenseman with a point-per-game pace. Patrice Bergeron's got 17 points. Brad Marchand has only played 10 games. He's got 14 points. My son, Jake DeBrusque, top five in the team with 13 points. Taylor Hall's doing it. And these are, Taylor Hall and Jake DeBrusque, they have not had an established line this year. They've bounced between, uh, DeBrusque between second and first line, trying to find his partners. Hall between third and second line, trying to find his partners. But they're still producing. They're still getting points. David Krejci's come back and fits seamlessly 12 points. Uh, Nick Foligno, terrible season last year. Two goals, 13 points in total. He's already got three goals. He's already more than that. He's already got 10 points. Again, that was a guy, 30 goal scorer a couple years ago. This is a guy who's a great player. The Bruce Cassidy system is a detriment to this man. He's all over the ice this season. Nick Foligno is back. It's clear that Bruce Cassidy held these some of these players back. They held this team back from their true potential. You have defensemen. Connor Clifton is looking like a real defenseman. Never in a million years did people really think that. He's like, oh, he's going to be your seventh defenseman at best. Connor Clifton has established himself eight points. Charlie McAvoy came back way early. Uh, seven points, I think, in four games. He had a four-assist night the other night. This team, it's everywhere. All throughout, all four lines are rolling. They they play the dump-and-chase game. It's They're winning physical battles. The defensemen are jumping up in plays. These are things Bruce Cassidy talked about and dreamed of, and Jim Montgomery made it happen. Mm. Coming into this year, we talked about 
you, know, you got to get healthy, tread water till you get healthy, mm-hmm. tread Marshawn and McAvoy come back, then maybe you can try and we'll talk about a run, but we'll see. You have almost put yourself already in a position where you're thinking, Stanley Cup or bust. Mm. That's a lot of pressure already. But hey, this team, they have chemistry of the wazoo. Uh, they're playing out of their minds. Like, uh, I think it's like five goals a game they're averaging. Insanity. Gonna come down, you're gonna come back to earth. Like, but this is unprecedented. Mm. So, this is the best team in hockey right now. Who is their, who's their main competition, you think? <clears throat> who's in their way to a Stanley Cup appearance? I mean, is Tampa taking a step back a bit? Uh, they have. That's they what have. I thought. You know, we'll see how we match up because they play tonight, actually. Mm. Uh, in in Tampa Bay. So, again, we'll see how good our road team are. We really want to play some road games. Um, and we'll see how – like, Tampa's still going to be there. They're still in the playoffs. Uh, uh, well, I really – Toronto, because for some reason, just the last year or two, three years, like, you just don't stack up against Toronto. Luckily, mm. you haven't met them in the playoffs recently. But this is a new coach in a different system, it sounds like. Yes, but the one game you played against Toronto, it wasn't – because last year you just couldn't stop their offense, mm. you know, because your defense sucks. And the defense is still sus. That's definitely the weakest part of this team. But you, you lost that game 2-1. to one. So you stopped their offense. You just – you still are trying to figure out your offense against that team for some reason. So Toronto just stacks up against you. Mm. And – We'll see how we go against Carolina. They kicked our ass last year. Not Again, not as good as last year, it seems. But we'll see how we match up against them. Mm. And we'll see if the Devils are legit. Okay. The Devils have been on a roll recently. I don't necessarily buy it. But the Devils could be in your way. Okay. Sounds good. Wow. We might, between the Celtics and the Bruins, man, we got, a, we got a pretty good chance at at least one more title here. This is an exciting time, actually. And this, yeah. But this is, I mean, this is the window here. Oh yeah, no, I got. It. I know the I know the Bruins window is not. It's not a. It's not the Celtics one. Yeah. It's not. We don't. We don't have a lot. Lot of runway here. This is truly it. This is the last dance. If you want to have that, in mm. any way, shape, or form. Okay. With, the, with this core. Okay. Bergeron, because I mean Bergeron, he signed the one-year contract. This is it. Well, yeah, Pats might be treading water, but it is a good time to be a Boston sports fan anyway, because hockey, because hockey and basketball. I mean, they look like the best teams in the league in both of those. I, I would actually, I'm going to say I do expect the Celtics to probably maintain it more than the Bruins. Okay. Just because, I mean, injuries are going to happen. I mean, here's the thing. Actually, injuries have been happening. Also, I mean, if you look around the East for the Celtics, I mean, like, Miami was old last year a little bit. And very Butler-reliant. There's still Milwaukee. There is still Milwaukee. Wasn't oh, Philly good this year, too? Or is it just Joel Embiid? It's just Joel Embiid. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't think the East is all that great. Okay, I've heard Embiid's name quite a few times, but I guess yeah, I haven't really. Heard and like the West, the West has a lot of like younger, like up and coming teams. I don't really see that in the East all that much. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the Celtics might even have the best chance of anyone to go back. Yeah, but the like, Bruins are killing it, so we'll see. But it's just so hard in hockey. No, I know it's it is. So yeah, I mean, like, listen, seven seed beat one seed all the time in hockey. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. All right, moving on though, uh, before we go to our break. Some college football real quick. I want to talk about, we're going to talk about Kiffin and Auburn, and we're going to talk about Sark in Texas also. Um, I'm in no way calling for Steve Sarkeesian's job. He needs another year. You need to give the coach at least three years. I was never a Sark fan. I think we're seeing part of the problems now. And it's not 
just this year. It's last year. It's all these things starting to mount. A 17-10 the loss to TCU, who I know is ranked four now in the college football playoff. But Texas is a more talented team. TCU has a lot of three-star recruits. Sark's going in there with four and five-star recruits. He's losing 17 to 10, 199 yards of total offense, and they were one of 13 on third down. That's not it's just not good enough. 37 minutes time of possession for the Horn Frogs, 22 time of possession for the Longhorns. TCU kind of kicked your ass physically outdid you like they wanted it more. Um, it's the loss to Texas Tech earlier this year. It's losing to Oklahoma State, a uh, Cowboys team that has fallen off the face of the earth. Um, it's last year losing, giving up 57 points to Kansas, who hadn't won a Big 12 game or like, a, I forget what the stat was. They hadn't beat like one of the ranked teams in the Big 12 for like over a decade or something on the road. It was crazy. Um, it's getting curb stomped by Arkansas last year, who you knew coming into the game couldn't even throw the football. They didn't even try and throw the ball. They just ran it down your throat for 333 yards rushing. And you lost 40-21 to 21 to Arkansas last year. Sark has got to start winning more of these games. I know you want to give coaches a runway, but the excuses need to start going out the window now. You have great recruiting classes. Texas sells itself. And, and this is what I want to talk about. <clears throat> I think Sark has been elevated to a level he never deserved. Um, he was a very good offensive coordinator for Atlanta when they made the Super Bowl. And he was a disaster as a head coach for USC. Then he goes to Alabama. He once again shows he can be an offensive coordinator and a great one. But was that really ever a question? Especially when you gave him Nick Saban as his head coach and all the talent that Bama has. I think he once again got himself elevated to a position that he never should have been in. At what point does, why are we giving Sark the benefit of the doubt here? I don't know. He's not been successful as a head coach really anywhere. He's just been a really smart offensive coordinator. And here's the next thing. Should Sark not turn this around and Texas look for another coach? Stop going in the glamour direction. Texas Longhorn football is a glamour program already. You don't need a glamour coach. Austin, Texas has a great party life. The Longhorns are a national brand that everyone can see. Texas football. When you think Texas football, you think Texas Longhorn. The program, the college, and the city sell itself already to the recruits. You do not need a glamour coach. What the Longhorns need, because a lot of these glamour programs sometimes have a problem with toughness and physicality, it seems. What Texas needs is a boring grinder as a head coach, in my opinion. The, the program sells itself. You need someone who's just all about football, someone who's tough, someone's going to instill that in the team. I think Dave Aranda would have been a sensational hire for the Longhorns if they hadn't been obsessed with trying to get the biggest name, the most sexy glamour coach that they could have. Stop thinking about glamour coaches if you're already a glamour program. Old Miss... They need a glamour coach because there's nothing sexy about going to Mississippi. Like you need the glamour coach to sell kids to go there. Austin, Texas, Longhorn football sells itself. Get an adult, get a, just a grinder, a, a X's and O's nerd. Who's just all about football. Like I said, I think Dave Aranda would have been a perfect hire for Texas. Had they gone that route? Dave Arena has crushed it everywhere he goes. His teams are physical. He gets the most out of them. How was that LSU defense 
that year they won the national championship. How is LSU's defense after Aranda left? Not very good. So Texas, stop looking at the glamour stuff when looking for a coach. Should Sark not get it figured out, he does deserve another year, though. Um, and on the next one, I want to talk about Lane Kiffin and Auburn. <clears throat> now, he is a glamour coach. But he's been successful, at least now, as a head coach. He has probably hit the ceiling that you can hit at Old Miss. Um, but I would, I would caution him against taking the Auburn job. Kiffin, you will continue to win games. You will continue to be successful at Old Miss. There's no need for you to rush. You will have your pick of a better job next year or the year after, I am sure. What if Texas did fire Sark? What if you wanted to take the Texas job? Now, they don't need a glamour coach, but still could maybe get that job. Um, the problem with Auburn is it's kind of a dysfunctional mess. The program, the brand, the recruiting, they have a lot of the things there to be an elite program, but no one has thought that it's been a well-run ship. The AD office, not great. The fans are delusional. I call it the most delusional run program in college football. Lane is, an, Lane is a over-the-top <laughs> kind of controversial, explosive figure. I don't think that Lane's personality and the way that he is would be the most wonderful fit for an already dysfunctional program. Now, it could work, but it also has the chance to fail disastrously when you're going to bring in a, a personality like that to a dysfunctional program. That's the thing I would warn Lane against here. I think... It could work. You're smart. You could do it. You did it at Old Miss. But it also could fail disastrously for Kiffin, like it did at Tennessee when he was there. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Kiffin should wait and, and, and take a better, more secure and better cultural fit for a job. Uh, Texas A&M's dealing with their crap with Jimbo Fisher. So I don't know how much they could pay Kiffin if they bought Fisher out. I, 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 don't, I don't know their books, their numbers. I think A&M would be a great job, though, uh, and a better one and a better fit for Lane Kiffin. So we'll see where they want to go in each direction. I know you don't have a ton to add. Can you at least do you have anything to add to both of those from one, the glamour program thing, and then also maybe just the cultural thing with Kiffin? Well, I mean, you brought it up several times with several different schools about how, you know, there is some schools have advantages <clears throat> just based on the glamour of mm -hmm. the location, mm -hmm. the, uh, the surrounding city, yes, uh, what have you, <clears throat> the state itself. So the schools that don't have that, mm -hmm. you do need, you, you need a man, you need a man that inspires people to come to yes. your school, the swamp, the yeah. desert, mm -hmm. the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So you, you need a leader. You need a man that people want to follow. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no. I I 100% agree with some uh, an idea like that. Mm. Um, but then, like, you know, with the idea of creating a culture, who was that one specifically? Like, oh, I can't remember what school we were talking about a couple weeks ago. He he gets everyone to go there. Was mm. it Texas A&M? Oh, Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, he gets everyone to go there, but yeah. everyone's like, you don't want to come here. Yeah, well, now, because we've realized he's not a good coach. He just could be a good recruiter. Yeah, but that's also in kind of, it can be a culture thing. Yeah. It's like, all right, you got me to come here now. Why do I want to stay here? Mm -hmm. Type of thing. Yeah. So, <clears throat> culture. 
Yeah, no, I get it. But it's just, man, some of these glamour programs, man, they, and you get these clever coaches like Sark, you know? No, you have the best talent on the field most of the time you play the games. How about instead of trying to be super clever all the time, how about you just get tough? You just say, we're sitting on this field. We're going to put in just as much effort as you. And if we do that, we're going to win because we're more talented than you. And sometimes we don't need to trick everybody. How about just run it down your damn throat? Because we have five-star athletes and you have three-star athletes. They didn't give B. John Robinson the ball enough against TCU. They only had like 28 rushing yards. What the hell is that? <laughs> you get five-star recruits against three-star recruits. Ram it down their throat. Nah, that's sexy play, though. Exactly. They got to stop caring about the sexy part. Your program is glamour enough. Austin, Texas. You will get kids to come there. Get a grinder. Get someone who's not sexy. Get someone who's just about football and culture and toughen you guys up. That's what I think. All right. With that, we are going to take our final quick break. We'll switch over to baseball talk for a little bit because the Mariners kind of made a big acquisition. And then we'll go for our top five teams and top and top worst teams in the NFL. We're going to talk about a little of the Steelers-Bengals game before we do that. Stick with us, guys. definitely the time because I mean I know the we all thought Astros were going to take a step back this year but like they're definitely going to take a step back this year it's going to happen guys it's going to happen um, I mean they're losing Verlander they're losing Gary L I mean I'm sure they have their schemes and within the system and they'll be gods again anyway but the idea is this is the time and oh boy do they want it uh, in the last couple of years they made the huge trades with the Reds and <coughs> Suarez and Jesse Winker uh, was it Luis Castillo they brought in yep. in the trade deadline? And now, Tay Oscar Hernandez. Uh, and here's the thing. He's not the biggest splash out there, but he's definitely someone they need. It came When when the playoffs came around, it was clear that, like, all right, your pitching staff is good. Your bullpen is there. That is ready to go, pretty much. That's kind of ready for the, the run. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't hit good pitching. You yeah. just can't hit. Yeah. Now, Tay Oscar Hernandez is not a game-changing hitter. But he's potential 30 home runs. He's potential 100 RBIs. I, well, actually, I'll push back. I, I do think he's a game-changing hitter, potentially. I, I Listen, I don't expect that year he had two years ago. I mean, he's been pretty good. No, he's, been, <coughs> he's been good. Uh, like, he, he put up... <coughs> and that was, by the way, he didn't have a full season because he got injured. So it wasn't actually not... And he's, uh, he's still at 25 and 77 <coughs> RBIs. 25 home runs, 77 RBIs. Yeah. So this, is, this is a good really good hitter. Mm-hmm. It is definitely a guy that you you really could use right now. You now have a very dynamic outfield. And he's a he's a better contact hitter than Eugenio Suarez by far, too. 
Yeah, he's not just a home run guy. Now, he doesn't have a patience. He doesn't walk a ton. But he is also someone who can put the ball in play. Oh, and they desperately need that. Oh, I know. Uh, how many strikeouts did they have in that, like, 17-inning game? Oh, I don't know. They struck out so much. I know. No one could put the ball in play. It was pretty obvious. I mean, it was literally just Rodriguez. Mm. Every time he came to the plate, I'm like, just hit a home run. Yeah. Because then we'll end. Uh, but yeah, there was no faith in any of that lineup to put the ball in play, get a couple hits going. Mm-hmm. Tay Oscar Hernandez adds adds to that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you probably should make a couple more moves. He's not, you can't fix everything. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is still going to strike out a ton. But it's the right move at the right time, and it's showing you have the right philosophy. Yeah, like now is the time to start start. Let's start spending some money. Let's start stacking up some veterans here. Because we got the kids, we got the team, we're for real. Now we gotta just, we gotta add, we gotta add, we gotta add. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And the one thing I wanna talk about now, though, is uh, I was surprised to see it from Toronto's view. Um, I know he's a- approaching 30, and maybe they didn't wanna pay him, and they knew that this was gonna be his last year. So they saw a chance to move off him. They still have plenty of offense. The only thing I can think of is maybe they're doing that to either bolster the farm system to make a trade or free up money to go after pitching because they clearly need pitching. And they felt that their offense was a bit more expendable. So we can use some of that to, like I said, either free up money or prospects to go get someone. That's the only thing I like. This isn't a move just on its own, right? Like Toronto is going to buy some pitching here at some point. They're going to do something. I can't imagine with a team that is dynamic and young as them with people like Bo Bichette, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, you bought George Springer recently. Mm-hmm. I know like he's only played like 50% of the games mm-hmm. for you. But when he, does, when he plays, he's great. Yeah. So this is a young team. There's no reason to think that, all right, we're going to have a light rebuild and start again. Like, no, mm-hmm. you clearly have the building blocks. I think this is this is setting up. This has to be setting up some sort of higher plan here. Mm-hmm. Whether it is we're going to spend some money in free agency or uh, get some pieces to make a bigger trade that – Mm-hmm. Uh, makes them better. Mm-hmm. There's no way Toronto's phoning it in. We're, we're taking this year off. It's about next year. No, 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 no. Toronto mm-hmm. has a, Toronto has a plan here. Mm-hmm. No doubt in my mind. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm glad because I was a little surprised at first. I will say that. Yeah, but then oh, I, there, has the, be, there has to be a larger depth here to this for why they're doing it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, with that, time to move on to the next thing. So. This caught my attention. Steelers, Bengals, the AFC North, I get it. They play crazy games sometimes. Usually a lot of times it seems more defensive and low scoring. This one was not. This was a bit of a shootout since he takes it 37 to 30. But it did. this game gave me pause because I thought there were some things about it that was troubling for Cincinnati. I get you guys know each other, so the game's going to be crazier. But since he had a bye before this game and they still give up 30 points to the Steelers, who were a bottom-tier offense in the NFL, a bad O-line, and a Cincy defense that statistically was better than last year's defense and was taking more steps this year. Uh, I mean, Pittsburgh, 30 points. They threw the ball and ran the ball, did whatever they want. uh, Friermuth and Pickens torched the Cincy secondary, and they were 8 of 17 on third down, which is really good in the NFL to be nearly 50% especially with a young quarterback like Pickett. They've been turning the ball over a ton. Now, I like Kenny, but clearly he has some growing pains. And he is, sometimes he has a hard time managing behind that garbage O-line that Pittsburgh has in front of him. 
I thought this was a little concerning. And I thought it kind of tells me either Cincy's defense isn't that great or the coaching staff's not that great or a mix of both. But both, I thought, a little cause for concern. I mean, we've never thought Bengals' defense was that good. No. And I don't know if we've ever praised their coaching. <laughs> no. So, but I thought they had gotten better. And if Pittsburgh and the Steelers are going to torch it, I mean, how are they going to stop? Or how are they going to get KC off the field or Buffalo off the field? Um, I, here's the thing. I had trouble just calling it they were, like, torching them. Like, the game, you're right. Since they never could run away with this game, toward mm-hmm. the end, I think they maybe played a little safe. But, like, they, they, it seems like times they were so lax. Mm. Like, the middle of the field was wide open all the time. Mm-hmm. Just that, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, Friar Muth was just, and Najee Harris as well. They just go sit in the middle of the field, five to ten yards, depending on where the first down marker is. And, and you know, if it was just Sunday to Sunday, I wouldn't care that much. But off a bye? With extra time to prepare? I guess uh, they didn't take them that serious. I and guess. I, I will say, Pittsburgh, you know, they turned, uh, uh, Joe Burrow turned the ball over four times week one against Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. More interceptions this week. One of which, T.J. Watt, that play was insane. Yeah. Ball just suddenly disappeared. Watt suddenly had it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, they play Burrow and Pittsburgh or uh, Cincinnati well. Yeah. And you know some of those were garbage time points. I. But it, listen, if this had been seventeen fourteen, I wouldn't have cared. But it's the thirty points given up to Pittsburgh that just gives me the pause. If they didn't give up that last touchdown, and it was going to be thirty seven twenty three. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But damn, I mean, by the numbers, move the ball up and down the field. They couldn't get them off the field all that much on third down. I, I just think it's something to keep an eye on here. Hmm. But you don't, you, you know, don't really. You, you know, there's concern in the offense, though. though. What? What? For Cincy. Oh, I'm not concerned with Cincy's offense. No, no, Cincy's offense is is great. Even without Chase, they're they're still good. They have got Higgins and Boyd. They've found they've found the run game. It seems more consistently here the last couple of weeks of the season. We'll see if Mixon's okay. We'll see if Mixon's okay. If Mixon's hurt, that's that's a huge blow. But that's that's an unfor that's not a the a, a team issue. That's just a, a tough break. All right. So, you, so you just think it's defense and coaching. Defense and coaching wise, I thought this game it gave me a little bit of pause. Something just something to watch. I think that it's kind of they are who we thought they were. Maybe we'll see. I don't know. But all right, with that, we're getting ready to wrap things up. Let's go through our rankings though. Top five NFL teams and the worst five NFL teams. Jesse, give me your top five. Do you want me to go five to one or one to five? Five to one, usually, is what I do. All right, my fifth best team in the NFL. Five best teams in the NFL today, according to Jesse. My be- my fifth best team right now? Yeah. Miami Dolphins. <sighs> uh, I know we talk crap about Tua. Mm. He, at times, has even shown that he's not the most talented guy. But the talent around him and the coaching... Defense is still good. This is a good team. This is a really good team. Mm-hmm. They, I think they're a good quarterback away from being an elite team almost. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill has not lost the step yet. Uh, Jalen Waddle, uh, that 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 speed dynamic is just insane. It is. Um, the running game is working really well now. Mm-hmm. Uh, with I, I don't know why they hated Chase Edmonds so much. I don't know what was his, the problem was with him, but like uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. is. A great replacement. Hmm. So I, I think the Miami Dolphins are the fifth best team in the NFL. Okay. Next one. Tennessee Titans. Again, 
Another. Okay. That's the one I thought you were going to be shocked about. Okay. Here's the thing. That was one of those teams where, like, I kind of didn't want to put them on. But, like, oh, my God. Mike Rabel is just a son of a bitch. <laughs> He's just so good at coaching. I don't know what it is. He just gets his guys in. They believe. <clears throat> Derrick Henry is vintage Derrick Henry. <clears throat> now, again, a lot of questions about that wide receiving core. Uh, the quarterback. And I get it. This is not a complete team. But it's a good defense, a great running back, mm-hmm. and some damn fine coaching. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I think they're fourth best. Okay. Um, third, the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. This is the only NFC team. I uh, it's, hard, it's hard to judge the NFC. They're kind of crap. Yeah. I almost didn't even want to put the Eagles this high because of everything I've said for weeks now. I left them out of my top five. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> But I've said it for weeks. Like, this team is not an undefeated team. You lost to the Commanders. I, You know, I get wise. It's starting to fall apart a little. People are figuring you out. Clearly the Colts saw something to uh, stop that offense. Maybe it's Dallas Goddard. Maybe they really needed him. Maybe they miss him. But this is still, like I said, a well-coached team. The defense is good. There's many good personnel on the offense. This is still a very good team. Mm-hmm. But they're just they're not what their record says they are. Mm-hmm. Second... I don't care. Buffalo Bills, they're still that good. They're just going, that's what I said, they're going through that mid-season lull where they kind of suck. They just, uh, they just uh, played the Browns, beat their ass, sort of. Didn't start well. No. Um, but, you know, the Bills will be fine. And mm. this is still a very, very good team. Mm. This team is great. They'll be there. Second best team in the NFL. I To stack them up, I think they should be... 31, or 30 out of 32 teams there. Mm-hmm. 31 other teams, whatever. But then the best team in the NFL is Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, yeah. It's Kansas City Chiefs. Once again, here we are, <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs. A, you know, a better defense than they've had in the Patrick Mahomes era. Mm-hmm. Still some questions about it. But also, somehow, with Ty, without Tyree Kill, maybe the most dynamic offense they've put together. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at times last night, it looks like the Chargers slow it down a little bit. I know they just brought in uh, Tony. We'll see what's up with him mm-hmm. with that injury. Uh, that could be a blow because he was supposed to be that speedster that they missed. But with just the plethora of guys, Valdez Scanling, Juju Smith-Schuster, again, we'll see how when he's going to come back. Um, who else do they have there? Who are the other wide receivers? Who are the other no-name wide receivers? Like Mc- McCall Hardman. Yes. And he's injured too. I know he is. <laughs> so it's, falling off. it's falling apart a little bit here. But with beating the Chargers again, they have a nice cushy lead now in the AFC West. Yeah, and this is still an Andy Reid coach team. You still got Kelsey. You still got uh, Patrick Mahomes there, that guy. Mm. And like I said, this is the best defense you put on the field in the Patrick Mahomes era. Yes. So. All right. Cool. We are. We got some differences. I'll start it off here now with mine. So, <clears throat> right now, according what I think are the top five teams in the NFL. Now, before I start, I will, I will put this disclaimer up. I think the Dallas Cowboys are more talented than who I have at five, four, and three. But situationally, they're not very good. Dak has been awful on third down. Does anyone try, trust Mike McCarthy in a big spot decision making? No. So I had to leave him out of my top five. But I think Dallas has all the makings to be five, four, or three on this list. But they're not good situationally. So I have to leave them out. All right, number five. I have the Buffalo Bills. I got him at five. Allen leads. Allen came in the last Sunday leading the league 
in interceptions. He has three turnovers in the red zone. He has become, he's reverted back a little bit more to Wyoming, Josh Allen, wild, out of control. I think they miss Brian Dable. This is something to watch going forward. They do not run the football well. Situationally, they have their issues as well. Something to watch going forward. Bills at five. Number four, I have the Tennessee Titans. Damn, they are well coached. They have an identity. They are the most physical team in the NFL other than maybe the Niners. And maybe they're even more physical than the Niners. I don't think we got to think back here, right? They're the only ones who really shut down and stopped Mahomes all season. And by the way, if Ryan Tannehill was playing that game, they probably beat the Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs if Tannehill plays that game. They were able to hold KC down despite the fact that in the second half, Tennessee didn't even have a single first down because Malik Willis is not really able to throw the ball yet much in the NFL. Titans, Traylon Burks comes back from injury. Huge impact on Thursday night. If they can get a number one wide receiver back, Burks has a lot of talent. Now he's healthy. That adds another layer to this offense. Vrabel is just that dude. He gets the most out of his team. There's, you could barely name any of the names here on defense, but as a unit, they are damn good. Titans at four. Number three. Oh, by the way, with the Titans too. I mean, no matter the matchup, they're just gonna they're gonna play their game. They impose their will. They'll just punch you right in the mouth. I mean, with both KC, the Packers. They both said, oh, that's 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 cute what you did to the Dallas defense. That's that's cute. We're going to pin our ears back. We're going to be more physical than you. And we're going to possess the ball so long that you lose like two or three possessions and see if you can beat us that way. So Titans, number four. Number three, despite what I just said about them in the Steelers game, I do have Cincy at number three right now. Um, I have questions about the O-line. I don't like that they gave up 30 points to the Steelers. However, if Nixon is healthy... They are. They have the potential to be dynamic running and throwing the football. They're kind of like Kansas City in the, in the aspect that sometimes the score doesn't really matter. They can beat you over the top. If they're down by 10 in the second half, so what? So I, I think they have the potential to win multiple ways. They have the best offensive weapons in the league, in my opinion, since he had uh, three. Number two, I have the San Francisco 49ers. I know you didn't even have them in your top five. I don't know why. I don't care about the record. One of those losses is because Trey Lance was the quarterback. They had a lot of injuries. They're getting healthy. They have as good a weapons as Kansas City and Cincinnati. As good an offensive coach as any of them. So I like the Niners more than I guess you do and most people do. I have the Niners as the second best team in the NFL right now. I, I There's not a lot of holes on the roster. As long as they're healthy, there's not a lot of holes to pick at here. And number one, I mean, come on. It, it, it's the Chiefs. It's, no one can really stop them except Mike Vrabel. Um, and, and it doesn't matter that they don't have Tyreek Hill. They beat you in a number of ways. I mean, when you're in the fourth quarter and you have to give the ball back to Patrick, I mean, it's just gotten to this point where it's like, does anyone even have any doubt that he's going to make the play and get it done? Like, no. Kelsey's the best tight end in football. Potentially, I know Andrews can block. Kelsey doesn't, but but as a pass catcher, receiver, he's about as good as they come. And like I said, when you get into these situations, like when the Chargers took the lead, I, I didn't care. Like like the Chargers are over there celebrating, and I was just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> come on, there's a minute whatever left on the clock. Mahomes is gonna go down the field. They're gonna win. Like you know it. We all know it at this point. Like, it's ridiculous how great they are no matter the situation. Kansas City's the best team. <clears throat> All right. Arguments. Let's go. 
I'm surprised you left Cincy out of your top five. I'm surprised you had him in. Yeah. I, that's. I mean, listen, like I said, I think if Dallas was better coached, I think Dallas would be better than Cincy, but they're not. Like, I, because, all right, you had Bills at five. Yep. Tennessee at four, Cincinnati, San Fran. Yeah, KC. <clears throat> I left the Eagles out. Yeah, they played a garbage schedule. I see the holes now. I don't like, I, I know someone's going to be like, well, they came from behind. Yeah, they came from behind against Indianapolis. That's not, that's not great. And Indy could do nothing offensively in the second half. So, like, they gave Philly a million extra possessions. Yeah, and it wasn't like, like, the score was 17-16. Yeah. Like they, overcame. they really missed Jordan Davis. He is a difference maker on their defense. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so that's why I have Philly out of there. I mean, I, I, the reason I'm so surprised at Cincy, like, I kind of get it. I looked at them from a little bit. I'm like, because, Dan, that offense is dynamic. But they're so average <clears throat> everywhere else. Yes. The offensive line is still bad. But they're the only team in the league that I think is the same as Kansas City in the fact that, like, the score doesn't matter half the time. Like, they can win so many different ways. They can be outplayed for three quarters, and Jamar Chase and Burrow beat you over the top once or twice, and you're like— what the hell happened? Like, we, we, we killed you all game, and now we're going to lose. Like, they just, they have that ability to, to win so many different ways, and the only other team in the league I can see who's like that is Kansas City. You trust Burrow, though? Yeah. I like Burrow. He does make a lot of mistakes, though. Well, that's what I mean. Like, he does, but they're so talented they can overcome them. Okay. Like, even San Francisco, as good as they are, if they're behind, especially by double digits, like I don't trust Garoppolo to be able to make big throws and beat teams over the top and get quick scores. No, they need to methodically do it down the field. They'll get some explosion plays, but it's not from Jimmy G sitting back in the pocket and chucking one 30 yards and hitting, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's also part of my problem with San Fran. It's like great roster. Mm-hmm. Decently coached. I have my problems with him, but he's, he, he, he can be good. Mm-hmm. But, like, you have I, – I really question your ability to come back from anything. Okay. Jimmy G is – again, we talk about he's the guy that can get you there, but, like, can he ever really get you over the top? I know. I, I, I hear you. I have my problems, but uh, all the teams behind San Francisco I, I have major issues with. And I have – I just – that's part of the reason why I, I was like, I don't, I might have a list without any NFC team. <laughs> yeah, I know, I get you. Because uh, it's like, who are any of them? No, I know, I agree. Because they're all like. I mean, if you asked me a week or two ago, I would have put the Vikings in the top five. I would have had them fifth, but I would they'd be I, in there. I thought you were still gonna have them there. No, I listen. I say public don't take too much out of the Dallas game, but like I still, you can't get blown out forty to three and me put you in the top five of best NFL team. Yeah, like I probably have them at like seven or eight right now, so they're not far away. But no, you can't, you can't get blown out like that, and and me put you in a top five. It's, no. All right. Yeah. So all right. Any put? Uh, no other pushback here. No, you don't need to talk about Cincy anymore. Feels better than anything. Okay, we'll see. We can't hold a lead. Can't run the football, and you turn the ball over too much. Although almost everything else. Tennessee is definitely the fourth best team. Yeah. Uh, it was tough putting him in there, but, like, I thought about it, and I was just like, dude, they're the only one who's really slowed down Kansas City at all. 
they've really established themselves as like, all right, we're, we can. And like I said, they're seven and three right now, and they beat eight and two if Tannehill and not hurt. Like no, yeah, they I, beat Kansas City if Tannehill plays that game. They really look like to me like a team that can compete with anybody mm-hmm. anytime. Yeah. As long as now, now they're, they're not a team that can win multiple ways. If if they if they make mistakes early, they don't have the ability to overcome them. But damn, they are good at making sure a game plays out the way they want it to. <laughs> yeah, like ball oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Ball okay, all right. So with that, we are getting ready to finish this up. We're doing Tommy and Darwin as always. Oh yeah, I forgot. We're gonna do the top. Yeah, all right, all right, you're right, right. Five worst, five worst teams in the NFL. Let's go. All right. Do you want me to go first again? Yeah, go first. <clears throat> yeah, I'm recording this too. <laughs> My fifth worst team is the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, come on. I thought about putting them higher. Get on out of here. You are smoking crack. No. That team is not well coached. I don't care. I know we can find McDaniels a little bit early. Not well coached. You look at this team on paper. <coughs> Derek Carr is serviceable. Josh Jacobs is actually having maybe, I think, the best year of his life. Mm. And yet... You are, was it three and seven? Yeah. And two of those wins are against a team that I think is worse than you. Uh, I know, but six one-score losses. And yeah, well, that's in the AFC, game. that's way tougher. I know you say, like, oh, you should stumble into some of those. But they're not. They are not. They cannot overcome. And I know you just overcame yesterday, but you overcame the worst coaching I've ever seen in my life. Okay. All right. This team is garbage. All right, fine. Next one. Oh, I know what mm-hmm. Number four is the Detroit Lions. What? Boy, I have serious issues with your list. Do you think they should be higher or not on the list? No, I don't even have them on the list at all. I This was a team that I thought about taking them off the list. This is a team for a second I had higher on the list. But they are, you know, this team is getting better. They love Dan Campbell. Mm-hmm. The, the offense is still good. All the people have figured out how to play against him. Are, uh, but the defense is improving. So that's why I don't have them higher. But, like, they're still, the defense is still ass. If any team has an incomparable defense, the offense doesn't do much. Dan Campbell still makes his mistakes because he's not a very good coach. He's a meathead. Yeah. But, like, they're not they, they're not going to win anything. Oh, my. Was it, I think they won two in a row. Yeah. Like, yeah. good for you. Uh, like, wow. I, I, wow. All right. Number three. Denver Broncos. Okay. And to be honest, I wanted to put them higher because of how that game ended with the, again, the whole stupid play calling on the third down, all that stuff. But they do have an elite unit. They do. I mean, they are statistically one of the best defenses in the NFL, like top three. They are. But, like, they don't. That situation, football. Oh, no, it's awful. It's got awful. No one went with Josh Jacobs there on that play. Like, what are you doing? No, I know. Um, it was frustrating because I had them. Uh, no sacks. Well, one sack, sorry. Um, but, like, I've never seen a team. Again, we should, this team should be good. We picked them to win the West. Mm-hmm. And now they're here as my third worst team. This team is so awfully coached, uh-huh. they are garbage. Okay. And, you know, I have my problems with Russell Wilson, I think, are showing. And there's some other personnel things I think are not good. But, like, so awfully coached, this team cannot help but be a pile of garbage. All right. Next one. I think I know what this next one is. Boy, if your top two isn't what I think it is, I, I don't know what you were doing. 
Um, all right, my top two. Number two is oh, I couldn't think of a joke fast enough. It's Carolina Panthers. Okay, thank God. <laughs> I couldn't think of a joke too good enough fast enough. But uh, Carolina Panthers, you know, I mean, there's one player on this team. His name is DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. You you literally have gutted your own team. You know you're crap at this point. There's you have one of the most just anemic offenses I've ever seen. It's so just boring. You can't do anything because of just the lack of anybody, mm-hmm. um, including a quarterback. And your defense is okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. But, like, the, you're you're in that drift of, like, we have no idea where, what to do. We have no idea what our identity is. And it's just crap. Mm-hmm. Garbage to look at. Terrible team. Mm-hmm. But, like... It's not as bad as the worst team, which is so obvious. The Houston Texans are just one of the worst at everything across the league. Yeah, they're awful. I, I also think they've kind of given up. I can see that. I mean, <laughs> you're probably your best player on the team has in Brandon Cook. Mm-hmm. Cooks. Mm-hmm. Plural. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, your offense is, oh, my God. Yeah. Ridiculous, talentless. I mean, I shouldn't even say that because Pierce is a good running back. Cooks is a good wideout, but like you have no ability to really get the ball to your playmakers enough. You have no ability to have any dynamic play calling. The coaching is awful. The culture is horrendous. Mm-hmm. And you just your defense sucks. Yes, and like I said, I think they've given up. I think it's obvious. Yeah, I, I mean, see that. Uh, if you watch that game against the Commanders, and and I and I and I bet Houston, and I and and three series into the game, I was like. Yeah, it's that time of year where bad teams start to give up, and I was like, I think this Houston team has given up. Yeah. I had a good day, but that was my one loss. But, yeah, I, I looked at that game, and, and pretty quickly I was like, I'm on the wrong side here. That game ruined my fantasy day. Yeah, I know it did. All right, next one. All right, so for me, five worst teams in the NFL right now. Um, number five, I have the Chicago Bears. Yes, I know Fields is doing really good and stuff, but since the defense wasn't good before, and go look at the defense's numbers now since they traded for Oquan Smith. Like, they're kind of even worse than the Lions' defense now. Like, it is a horrible defense in Chicago. They are still losing most of these games. Fields is amazing, but there's not much else here, even on the offensive side of the ball yet. Number five, the Bears. Number four, I have the Denver Broncos. Because uh, I think if they face the Bears, I think, yes, Denver's defense is really good, but... I still don't think Denver would score a ton. I think their situational football would be awful like it's been all year. And Fields would make a play or two, and the Bears would win the game. Denver's awful. I, I mean, last dead last on the NFL in points, dead last on the NFL in penalty yards, uh, terrible second halves, terribly coached, garbage. They're terrible. They're bad. Even though that defense is great. All right, number three, I have the Rams. You did not put them in your top five. I don't know why. I, I think the Rams are the third worst team in the NFL. I think they could beat pretty much all the teams. Uh, no, no. And especially now if Stafford's going to miss time, no. I, I mean, I guess. Their offense was largely one man. He's gone. They're going to have to rely on Robinson in the passing game and Higby. There's nothing explosive there. They have bad problems. Uh, you know, they've had problems running the football, too. And like I said, now if Stafford not healthy, I think it's only going to get worse. They've statistically, thank God for the Broncos, because if it wasn't for Denver, the Rams would be probably the worst statistical offense in the NFL. Rams at number three. Uh, number two, Carolina Panthers, second worst team, awful quarterback. I mean, probably some of the worst in the league. Baker's awful. PJ Walker's limited. Uh, there's no hope for this team right now. And number one's the Houston Texans. 
who are garbage at everything, and I say this right now, I think they are the first NFL team in the league that has given up. Oh, this year. This year. No, no, no. Every year it happens. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, honestly, you could start. It'd be funny to have a list and be like, all right, all right. I think at this point, week 13, now they've given up. We're here. Week 11. I'm saying it right now. The Texans have given up. I think they gave up earlier. They might have. <laughs> but I watched that Washington game uh, Sunday, and I was like, yep, it's that time of the year, isn't it? Well, uh, who do you think's the next one? The Rams? To give up? Yeah, it might be the Rams. They probably, have, they probably gave up at halftime. <laughs> What the Rams? Yeah, yeah. The, I think I think the Houston Texans gave up at trade deadline. They might have. At least players did. Yeah. No, I get you. Yeah. No, hundred percent. All right. So with that, time to wrap up the show. Jesse, our Tommy report. Get us started here. Okay. It's been an interesting week for Tom Brady. Yeah. Let's start with his pop culture. Mm. Did you see the trailer for his movie? No. Eighty for Brady. No. You didn't. No. I, I thought I retweeted it, please. But um. So it's a. Uh, couple older actresses. I know Sally Fields is one of them. That's the only name I can remember. And they're all these big Tom Brady fans. And they're like, it's su- it's supposed to be Super Bowl 51 against the Falcons. And I watched this trailer and it's just like, all right, let's go. We love Brady so much. Let's go to the Super Bowl. Do we have tickets? No. And I get the shenanigans ensue and somehow they get just, tickets. Yeah. Gronk's in it. Uh, Danny Amendola's in it. I heard Elvin is in it, I think. Mm-hmm. Brady's in it. Guy Fieri's in it. <laughs> what? I don't know. Um, it looks terrible. <laughs> but, like, I was like, oh, okay, Tom Brady has a movie. Is it supposed to be terrible, though? Like, it sounds like it's a funny movie, isn't it? Yes. It's, so, like, it's it kind of... It looks like comedy, but it, the, I was actually shocked. Like, wow, the production value to hear is great. <laughs> but I'm sure, like, just the plot, and, like, it'll just be terrible through and through. Okay. But, like, yeah, they, they spent money. It's like, oh, my gosh. Um... But then, like, I, his financials are also taking a huge hit. Yes. Of the F, FT, XT, FTX, I can't remember exactly what it is. Yeah. He put in a bunch of money into the crypto thing, and, oh, they went for bankruptcy. And it's like, oh, no. You know, I was thinking about this for Darwin, but, like, we have already done it already, so I didn't want to do it again. And, like, listen, I'm sure it was his wife's idea. <laughs> like, come on, that, was, that sounds like a joke. Giselle's idea. Uh-huh. But, like, yeah, him and, him and Giselle, that's why just, they just split up that fortune. Mm-hmm. Now it's not so much of a fortune that they split. Yeah, they'll be fine. <laughs> Listen, I'm sure they'll be fine. Yeah. Like, damn it. De- Tom got played. He did. Got played by some creepy dude. Yeah, well, I can't believe I can't believe a bunch of famous, supposed to be smart people who try to act like they're smarter than you well, got fooled by that nerdy looking dude. Here's the thing. I've heard a lot of the people that are like actors and actresses and athletes. Mm-hmm. Gronk was one of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I know. This is not actually the... They didn't actually... So, you know. The the other investment was Ukraine. Yeah. Like, we all know why they did that for political reasons. So someone... So some other... So, so well, we won't name names, but so politicians can get some bounce back checks for their campaigns. But, like, they also were just, like, stealing money from stupid celebrities. Mm. So the stupid... Cele- I'm Tom Brady knew that, you, that this company was being held up by Ukraine. Mm-hmm. I bet he wouldn't invest. Yeah. Because I, I wouldn't. No. I don't know. I think, I think we all think these people are smart. I think a lot of the time they're not very smart. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I don't think Tom Brady... And if you speak it. the right language, if you hit those little cultural hot buttons, we'll give you all this money. 
Yeah. You must be intelligent. You're speaking the same language that I am. Well, that's the thing. A lot of these, a lot of these athletes got fooled by this crypto stuff. No, I know. OBJ, Trevor Lawrence, a couple other ones. Okay, but OBJ didn't do it to this guy, I don't think. I'm talking about specifically this incident. Not yes. Bitcoin falling last year and all that. Yeah, like, this, don't. These, these athletes, these numbers, don't do crypto. Yeah. Don't do crypto. I know. Unstable. No, I know. All right. For the Tom stuff, by the way, no. So now he has no loyalty to Florida, right? Because him and Giselle split up. Mm-hmm. Why not keep playing football? You don't have a wife anymore to your go behind. Yeah, your family's gone. Yeah. She also was already with a different dude. So, like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm kind of on Tom's side more than I even ever was uh, before. Well, here's the thing. Um, some relationship advice, people. <laughs> whoever. I mean, not, it's not whoever. Because not whoever moves on first. But if someone moves on immediately. They're the problem. They were the yeah, come on. Like, that was her personal I, trainer. I know. For, I think, boxing? Jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu, okay, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I wonder if this happened while you were still married. I'm, come on. I know. They definitely did. And that's what I was thinking, too. But anyway. But that's how, that's how so now all this, but now all this is the way it is, right? Why would he retire? And if he doesn't retire, where is he going to go? I think there's two places that make the most sense. San Francisco. And Las Vegas. I thought you were to say come home. No. He's, I, not, he's not coming home. I think, although I'm more less and less thinking this, and I guess you can't do it after all that happened with Miami. Mm. Like, maybe he'll still go to Miami. I don't think so. Well, I guess they really like Tua now. Uh, yeah, they'll get fooled and give Tua a bunch of money. But, I mean, San Francisco... San Francisco is perfect. That, like, because Tampa, Tampa's looseness... Of the city, the football, the program, the culture. Like, it's driving Tom crazy. No one's more rigid than Kyle Shanahan. Like, Shanahan is like, everything's got to be in, sometimes too rigid. Sometimes why, that's why I think sometimes in these playoff games, in these situations, sometimes they are hampered because he's so rigid. And, and Tom can be like, no, man, we need to run the ball here. No, man, we need to be conservative here. No, man, we still need to go. Oh well, Tom can do that too. But I, I just think that that the way Shanahan does things is the way that Brady does things too. They'll, 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 they sure. speak each other's language. And I'm sure uh, Tom Brady would love to hand the ball off or dump the ball to Christian McCaffrey. Or you know, he loves throwing the ball to tight ends that are big and hard to stop. Mm-hmm. George Kittle. Mm. And I'm sure he would love a very fast yards after the catch receiver, like. Debo Samuel, mm-hmm. and also that's his childhood team, mm. that's his home, and one of the main uh, suspects for having that MFR mm-hmm. that they wanted to keep over Tom Brady. Yeah. Yes, and then Vegas, obviously, because Josh McDaniels, they know each other already. Uh, Tom would be nice for the culture stuff that we said that a lot of these Bill Belichick coaching tree guys have a hard time doing. So, it would just make sense. Hunter Renfro. Yeah. The only drawback is you'll be in the same division as Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. That's why I think San Francisco is the clear number one choice. And also, here's the other thing, too. San Francisco's in a conundrum now because, like, they clearly wanted to move on from Jimmy G, but trade didn't work out. The players love Jimmy. Like, if you move on from Jimmy G, you could you could piss that whole locker room off. You kind of need a big splash in order to do it. Tom Brady. Wait, actually, here's something you just, I didn't think about what you just said. It's like, oh, you'll have to play in the same division as 
Patrick Mahomes. I think that would attract him. Oh, really? He loves playing against Patrick Mahomes. Okay. That's like one of his. That's like his favorite new opponent. I think he kept coming back to Tampa, and he came back this next year too because he saw that like it's such an easy path to get to the Super Bowl potentially. I mean, I don't disagree with that, but I just think like if he has a good team that he knows he can win with, it's like I can I can perform with this offense. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. I think he'll love playing Patrick Mahomes at least twice a year. Okay, maybe. All right, interesting. I think San Fran's the best fit though right now. Well, I, I mean, that's just that has in the, the heartstrings. Yes. That's his home. Yeah. He grew up there. And that, he was a fan of the Niners. He yeah. wanted to be drafted by the Niners. Yeah. No, no, no. And like I said, I think Kyle and him is just well, perfect. Even if he wasn't. Perfect synchrony. Even if Jimmy G wasn't at MF, or it was definitely rumored that he was interested in going to San Francisco. No, I know. But like, and by the way, the one thing I'm sure he regrets about leaving New England right now is just the structure that Bill has. Yeah. And Kyle will be structured. So, yeah. All right. We're getting ready to wrap it up. Announce the Darwin, Jesse. Uh, yeah, if you want, go for it. All right, you ready? Yes. Drum roll, please. Todd Downing. Is that offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans? And literally hours after the game ended, this man managed to get a DUI, which is pretty impressive. The game just ended. Like, how are you not tired and just want to go home? Mm. Or I guess you were on the road back to your hotel. Mm. What have you. But, you know, and if you mm-hmm. want a drink, hotels have bars. Mm. I'm sure the NFL put you in a nice hotel. I'm sure that hotel, but no, you want to go somewhere. Maybe you, maybe you, you know the area and you're like, it's a great bar. The Applebee's. <laughs> the Applebee's. We also know that Green Bay cops have nothing better to do than just sit at some place and just wait for speeders. I'm sure they're itching to get uh, opposing players and coaches and arrest them for DUIs. Um, But, I mean, yeah, like, after downing some beers, (laughs) you went and got taken downtown. And now you have a Darwin. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if there's much we can talk about because we've given DUIs for Darwins before. It's like, come on, dude. You have how much money? How The NFL has Uber. systems in place to, like, literally get players and stuff Ubers. I'm sure they'll do one for a coach, too. And also, like, I'm sure a coach <laughs> can figure out yeah. Uber app. I know. Like, come on. I'm sure a drunk man can still figure out Uber app. I know. Or just, like, I don't know. You mean to tell me archaic Green Bay doesn't have cabs? I bet they do. I know. Call Vrabel. I don't know. Call, call, just call anyone. Sure. Mike could be, be, be like, listen, I know defense. I don't know offense like that, and my offense ain't that great. So he clearly called a great game, so I'll come get him. Yeah, no, I would, I'm sure anyone would rather have their coach – owner be disappointed that like bro you're embarrassing yourself right now then truly embarrass your team on a national level yeah by getting caught drinking and dri- driving yeah just like get scolded by your, your yeah get scolded by Vrabel yeah Mike went out had a few beers I'm stuck here to him and I mean listen these OCs and their quarterbacks they usually have a very good relationship especially if they're winning he can't call Ryan up Ryan <laughs> Ryan. Uh, Ryan doesn't seem to have anyone's back. Listen, here's what I'd be. I'm like, listen, 
I'm saving your career right now, buddy. Come get me. I'm drunk. <laughs> What do you say about Malik Willis? I don't want to mentor anyone. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to mentor you home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. But Darwin Award winner, congratulations, Todd Downing. Yeah. <sighs> that pun just, wow. You're going down. You're going, you're going downtown, <laughs> down in too many beers. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, 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 I knew I was going to say that. Congratulations to Todd Downing. That has been it for Slow Your Roll this week. Happy Thanksgiving. Everyone, have a great one. Enjoy it. Get fat. Watch football. Watch the Vikings beat up New England. No. <laughs> They'll win. Uh, the, the Vikings? Yeah. No. Primetime Kirk. That's true. 27-17 Minnesota. I will say, after Minnesota just got whooped, that's not a good sign for you. I know. My buddy, my buddy who's in the fantasy league with us actually literally just told me the same thing this morning. He was like, damn, I was hoping they'd win that game against Dallas. <laughs> yeah, my dad's going to the game. Is he really? He's going to the game and not. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Oh, it is. But like, <laughs> I know. Uh, all right. So that has been it for Slow Your Roll this week. Have a great rest of your week, ladies and gentlemen.